But here's the thing. Okay, I don't I don't know if we actually need notes because there's so much to talk about. There's an insane. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the MLS Now podcast. I'm your host, Russell. You can find me on social media at Mr. Danger Russ. You can find the podcast on social media at MLS Now podcast. We have made it. Decision day has come and gone. All 34 matches have been played by every single team. We are on to the postseason. A record 18 teams moving to the postseason feels like really just a continuation of the regular season at this point but no matter a lot more soccer still to play over the next month ish almost like when almost next five or six weeks actually as i'm looking more at it holy moly we're nowhere near done really i'm taking i'm walking it all back folks this is the mls forever podcast now because mls is never gonna end here with me to talk about the never-ending season is of course our lovely, wonderful co-host. You can find him on social media at Lions Blog One. It's Gavin. Gavin, good morning. Uh, good night. What are you talking about? Good morning. Oh, okay. Good night. I guess that's the end of the episode, <laughs> then, isn't it, Gavin? It is nine p.m. Eastern time, and you're talking about good morning. <laughs> For some people, it's morning. For some it's people, morning, it's morning. It's morning somewhere, Gavin. Yeah, not here. Yeah, not here. Maybe for um, is it morning for your wife's family? Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. Yeah, for them. Good morning to them. Good morning to them. That's right. See, there you go, Gavin. It's morning somewhere. You know, we're we're trying to be the pit bull of podcasts. We want to be, you know, Mr. Worldwide, but in podcast form. <laughs> Precisely. <laughs> what do you got on the docket for us today? Holy moly, Gavin, I don't know if you know this, but the regular season ended and there's this wonderful thing called playoffs coming up. Playoffs. I, I might want to talk about some playoffs. We'll we'll talk about decision day briefly, I guess, if we must, you know. Yeah, we can if go we have to. Yeah. But Gavin, it's it's playoffs time. I mean, the entire season's been building for this. Everyone cares tons about playoffs, right? Absolutely. It's the only right. thing that matters. Regular season doesn't matter, remember? Correct. Well, I'm glad that you've said that, Mr. Second Place Finisher in the East. You're welcome, first place finisher in the East. That's right. First and second in the entire league, we should say. Correct. You know, it's very funny because I'm looking at the Supporter Shield standings. First, second, and third in the entire league are all Eastern Conference teams. And in fact, Gavin, this is this is ridiculous, right? First, second, third, fifth, and sixth Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, the Eastern Conference playoff teams were just picking up points like crazy this season. Yes, they were. So, and I don't know, Gavin, if that means that this was a strong East or if this was just a segmented East or if it's that there were a few very, very not good teams in the East and everyone picked up points against them and artificially inflated their records. Oh, it's it was one segmented. of those three. 
It, I think it was a segmented East because if you look at the split, seventh place versus eighth place, ironically where the playoff line used to stand, uh, it's a six point difference yeah. there between uh, that's seventh pretty and sizable. In the West, it's a two point difference. So, yeah, teams in the middle hat in the middle tier of the Western Conference were picking points off of each other left, right, and central this season. Whereas in the West, there was a more like formative this is the good teams in the east and these are the not so good teams in the east in a way you can say both conferences were perfectly balanced in that the east had a clear difference of good and bad that balanced each other and the west had a very even distribution of good and bad that kind of makes a straight line that is also balanced and they also had these teams that were extremely streaky I feel like we're getting into season review mode, right? But right. Austin went on. Well, the streak. season's done, so yes. uh, we can Gal- review it. <laughs> we can review it. Galaxy went on a little streak for a little bit, and then they fell away. Portland went for, on a little streak, then they went away. San Jose, almost all of them, just to get into the playoffs, SKC went on a streak. RSL, before uh, Pablo Ruiz got injured, was on a streak. And so a lot of streaky teams in the West – uh, that were that was contributing to the teams picking points off each other, I think. Yes. Gavin, I want to throw a really fun stat your way. Maybe it's a disappointing stat. I think it'll be fun. The team in the playoffs with the most number of points is in the East. And the team with the fewest number of points also in the playoffs is also in the East. Hmm. Yeah, I guess that tracks. Because if you have the most amount of points... That means there's the least amount of points available for the other teams. Maybe right. not. Maybe it but doesn't work like that. I don't know. I don't know. Well, when nine teams can make it into the playoffs from each conference, I don't want to say you're scraping the bottom of the barrel because the bottom of the barrel would be, you know, 14th and 15th. But teams that previously would not have made it are now making it. Well, they're making the wild card match. And everyone loves right. a good wild card. Well, they are making it when you say making it because the Red Bulls have uh, been considered to have continued their record of making the postseason. Right. Well, that's true. Uh, they are in the postseason. Yes. So the season is done and they are still playing. So they've made the postseason. The Red Bulls are on their 14th consecutive season making the playoffs. Is what they Quite said. impressive. Yes. They always Quite find a way. Impressive. I don't get it. Well, the way that they found was because Montreal didn't do their jobs. That's I don't know if you saw that. It was making the rounds on social media. The Montreal staff watching Red Bulls, PK, very late, watching their hopes go away. But like, here's the thing. Montreal had the lead against Columbus, and they lost. Yeah. So they didn't do their jobs. Like if you jobs. if you lose and someone else wins and you don't get in because of that, you can only blame yourself. You can't say, oh, they scored and knocked us out. No, you knocked yourself out. Absolutely. Yeah, they only really have themselves to blame. They also have the referee to blame. Um, I'm sure you've seen it a couple times, but big talking point around the league, I feel like, is penalty or no penalty for you. 
I don't know. G- Gavin, you you take us on to this controversial point first. I don't see how it's not a penalty. Personally, I think it is a penalty. I think it's a foul. He, um, he being Godoy, lunges in from behind unnecessarily. I think on the first angle, it looks like a dive. But then you look and Godoy lunges in and trips him in the box. I think it's a penalty. It just looks like a dive from the initial angle. And I think that's what's got people angry. But when you look at the the replay, I think it's a pretty clear penalty for me. That's my opinion on it. Do you think game state plays into it all? Game state plays into it, but a foul is a foul, right? But it's decision day. It's decision day. The ref might might be thinking, you know, hey, if I make a decision one way or the other, this is going to have a pretty big impact. So I, I wonder if just even the pressure of knowing maybe influenced their decision. Expand on that. Like the pressure of knowing that this was a big call pushed right. him to make the big call. Yeah. I mean, maybe, yeah. In the back of your mind, if you're thinking, you know, the game's coming to a close and then suddenly there's a, a penalty. Right. The game's coming to close and I know the scenario. I know what happens if Red Bulls win. They're, they they could be in. They need to win to be in. Right. And you don't want to miss. Yeah, you don't want to miss that call. No. And so I wonder if it's they look at that and say, OK, you know, I have to call it regardless of what you're thinking. Like, I have to call it. Yeah, I guess, because usually you see refs go the other way where they don't call it and hope that VAR tells them otherwise. Like I've seen multiple times when watching MLS games where the ref won't call a penalty, but then the players will come over and he'll point to his ear like, oh, VAR's going to look at it. Like, why not just call it if you think it was a penalty, not let the VAR decide and make the decision for you? VAR can still tell you that you made a bad call and take it away. Yeah. So I don't know why you just don't go with your gut of what you think is the right call. Maybe he did. Maybe we're not giving him enough credit. But. It could be. Well, but the refereeing situation has done very little to merit the benefit of the doubt this season. Yeah, I think it's a penalty. I think it's a penalty. Fair enough. And I don't think, yeah, I think it stinks for Montreal, but that's what happens when you don't win your game. Yep. If they won, this becomes academic and they are in the playoffs. Right. Yeah. So... Next time, hold, hold on to a lead. Yeah. That said, I don't think any of us predicted Montreal making the playoffs at the start of the season. So to be in the conversation, or at least I, I didn't, if I recall correctly, I didn't predict them in. So to be in the conversation to make playoffs was definitely overperforming in my mind. I think I had them in. I can't remember. I'd have to look. But yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Someone will hold us accountable. It'll probably be Bryce. Yeah. Well, are we going to go through some games or was there a talking point you wanted to go at? We've kind of just been waffling here. We have been waffling. Hey, I want to keep on waffling, Gavin, and I want to okay. I want to talk about playoffs just real quick here. We're looking at the Supporter Shield standings. You would assume, based on the standings, that this means that Cincinnati is the best team in the league, the one that you would most expect to win MLS Cup. 
Orlando, you would next most expect to win MLS Cup. Columbus, you would third most expect to win MLS Cup. St. Louis, Philadelphia, so on, on down the uh, on down the, the the ranking, right? Yep. Gavin, I have right here in front of me the DraftKings money odds. I, I don't. I almost said money line. It's not the money line. But these are the odds for the winners of MLS Cup. Cincinnati is plus 330. Best odds, understandably. Yep. yep. Here's what's interesting. Do you want to guess who has the second best odds to win MLS Cup? I'm going to assume LAFC. You would assume correctly at plus 600. Wow, 600. Okay. St. Louis is in third at plus 700. Gavin, you have to go all the way to plus 1,000 for Philadelphia Union and Orlando City. Interesting. Before you hit the next team from the th- East. That, that's probably because to to win it, they have to get through Cincinnati, is the thinking, right? So you're the underdog there. In that one-off matchup. I wonder if that's the thinking. Perhaps. That's why the odds are a little bit heavier for the teams. Because it takes a little bit more to get to the final. Potentially so. What throws me off though. Is why is LAFC weighted as a better contender than St. Louis? Oh, they're just a bigger brand. They won it last year and they're they're a bigger brand. I think it's that simple. I think Maybe LAFC so. or name recognition. Yeah. Name recognition. I think a lot of people use name recognition when predicting things around LAFC. They've done a good job of building their brand to be one that represents success. I do it sometimes too. Like when you pick, when you're doing a season predictions, LAFC is in your top three. A lot of people just pick them number one nearly automatically just because they're LAFC. They're favorites in every game they play. Is that recency bias, though? No, that's just most of their seasons. That's been the truth, hasn't it? They had the one season where they missed the playoffs. But um, other than that, they've been a competitive team. I guess that's fair. They couldn't put it together in the playoffs, but they've been near the top of the West pretty consistently throughout their past, throughout their history. Okay. All right. Right. 2022, they finished first in the West. They, they won the Supporter Shield. Right. 2021, they missed the playoffs. 2020, they finished seventh. Okay. 2019, they finished first. 2018, they finished third. I think that was their first season in the league, right? Right. Yeah. So like when they've been around for most of the seasons, they've been up there. And this season they finished third. How do we get on this topic? What were you asking about? I see just the odds. Oh, right. That's name recognition for me. Sorry yeah. to go long on that. MLS is a weird sport to be betting on. I, I follow betting on MLS very casually because I don't think that there's any rhyme or reason to it. Like NFL, baseball, there's there's enough understanding and I think people have a good enough grasp on the game that there's very reasonable betting. But 
when it comes to MLS, I just love the chaos because there's so much in general parody in the league. And especially on the day, anything can happen that you never really know what's actually going to shake out when it comes to some of these odds. So it's it's just always very interesting to me to see what the people who make these odds think is going to happen because it, it, it usually doesn't. I would just say never bet on soccer in general. <laughs> I, that's also probably fair. That's good advice. It's a low-scoring sport. Anything can happen on the day. Yeah. The, the favored team could get a red card in the second minute, and you're just like, oh, I just dropped $150 on the favored team, and now right. I'm sweating. Well, yeah, case in point, Atlanta, they went up 2-0 against Cincinnati, got you know a red card after going, I think, down no I, I think it was i think it was tied up then i think it was like 2-2 and then almada got a red card and then nobody scored for the rest of that time and it, it puzzled everyone but yeah i don't know it's just it's it's weird i found those odds very intriguing maybe it's just to your point maybe it's so much confidence that cincinnati are the clear favorites that every other east team just by default is being handicapped Maybe. Very I don't know how the odds work, but I'm sure that's a, maybe that's in their system or something. I wish I knew how it is. Hey, if you are someone who makes odds for Contact gambling, us, please. Yeah, and, and you want to talk about how odds for soccer are made, reach out. We're on uh, social media, MLS Now Podcast. Hit us up. All right, Gavin. More things to talk about here. Do you want to continue to talk about the playoffs or do you want to take a break from the playoffs and talk about something that's not the playoffs let's uh pivot from not to from the playoffs so let's not the pivot. playoffs okay so you want to instead talk about decision day yes okay let's talk about decision day Gavin. very briefly light speed review yeah 14 matches as always <laughs> i don't think there's enough time in the day to talk about all 14 this go around because there was drama basically across the league because most of these matches actually mattered. Yeah, so let's to, just... To some degree. So I'm going to go ahead and say Cincinnati versus Atlanta did not matter. Even though I'm a Cincinnati person, Cincinnati had clinched first. Atlanta was already in the playoffs. I don't think we need to talk much about Cincinnati-Atlanta. Yeah, the only thing there would have yeah, been... Yeah, I'm on a red card. Well, I'm not a red card. Uh, so he misses. Yes. The first match. I think that's stupid. I think that's stupid. I think that is really, really stupid. Dude, I, I, I it should cut off. How, why does it not cut off? I think that's a ridiculous rule. I think it makes sense because what's to stop a team from saying, oh, if I get a red card, I'm right back in it when playoffs start. So let me just go two-footed in on a player and potentially injure them to hobble this other team. I guess that's a good point. I, yeah, I guess there has to be a deterrent to not get a red card. Right. But I don't like... I don't like that. But, um, yeah. I would be mad old- if it was yellow card suspension keeping someone yes. out. And I don't think that you can get yellow card suspension. I think suspension. that resets. I think that does right. reset. The only thing that was up in the air is if Atlanta had lost and Nashville won and New England won, I think they would have dropped down to seventh and we would have gotten a best of three series of Atlanta versus Orlando. But that didn't happen, so it doesn't matter. 
Right. That's quite all right because Atlanta versus Columbus will be extremely interesting. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, so then we've got New England versus Philadelphia. Again, both teams are in. I would just say I'm surprised that New England won. Philadelphia, I would have picked to win that going into the playoffs just based on the fact that New England has been kind of rudderless the past for like 60 days at this point. New England and Philadelphia will play each other four times in a row or three times in a row could be four times in a row Yes, as they face each other. So this was literally a playoff match preview, essentially. Right. New England come out on top. Uh, New England were winless in their last three, so that was also a surprise to me, Russell. So agree with your statement there. Um, but hey, if they can get into form and get a feeling for their opponents now, then uh, you never know. Now, I do believe that Philly will have the home field advantage. Yep. For at least if needed two playoff matches. So I I will be curious because it was at New England for this one. So I I wonder if it will just be it'll go straight for home field. And Philly that, wins home, New England wins home, Philly wins home. And it's such an interesting game because I think you essentially know that that's going to be your opponent going into it. And so you don't want to show all your cards. Obviously, there's a whole season's worth of cards, right? But in the game specifically, you still want to keep some things hidden. So, you know, I wonder if both the coaches were kind of playing a little bit of mind games going into that first, which I think the first games are going to be key um, for the playoffs into that key first matchup. Very good point. It will be interesting to see. Uh, This is a matchup I'm looking forward to seeing at minimum two additional times, potentially three additional times. Yeah, that'd be great. All right. We have also Columbus versus Montreal. Columbus winning after Montreal took the lead. Montreal missed the playoffs as a result. We talked about it a little bit already. Just you need to do your job is really what it comes down to. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't have much much to say there. I Yeah, I would say on the face of it, I would have expected Columbus to win this going in as well. So the result does not necessarily surprise me. Yeah, Columbus put up 21 shots in this match. <laughs> if you don't win with 21 shots, that's I've got questions. Absolutely, yeah. We have, okay, Gavin, we have a really interesting one. An actually interesting one. Charlotte okay. versus Miami. Charlotte wins <sighs> to secure a playoff spot. Somehow, at no somehow. point in time prior to the season did I think that they were going to do that. Also, Messi and Busquets and Alba played in this match and did not score against Charlotte. Well, they scored twice, but they were offsides both times. Doesn't count then. <laughs> Does not count. Correct. No. Zero yeah. says they scored zero times. Zero. Yeah. So I think sh- the, the way I viewed this game is Charlotte scored and Charlotte defended. And Miami couldn't break them down legally. <laughs> they broke them right. down illegally. Kalina made a couple of really good saves in the match. And yeah, they just kind of rode out the storm the whole way through. And those 66,000 fans sure did help. Good for you, Charlotte. Yeah. There good you go. That, that's the magic of the postseason, Gavin. 
Yeah. Which is, is why. That is MLS when, magic right there. When you look at my bracket later, I think you'll see something very surprising. Don't say. Don't no, say. I would never. I, I'm no. Okay. okay. I, I don't think Charlotte will make it past round one if they win the wild okay. card. Okay. It's a different magic, but okay. Right. It's a different magic. Got it. All right. Nashville versus New York. Result of this one sends Montreal out. Riveting stuff. A we match covered that, the only important moment of the game. Right. Riveting. Essentially should have been a 0-0. Zero, zero. Another 0-0. Zero, zero yeah. Another 0-0. Yeah. I have questions about them going into the playoffs, but we'll save that for later. Yep. New York City FC versus Chicago. NYC FC wins. Doesn't matter. They're not in the playoffs. Results went against them. Yeah. They needed a lot, a lot, a lot of help. So Right. So yeah, uh, Chi- on to the next. Chicago also not in. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Toronto versus Orlando. Gavin, any thoughts on this one? Had no impact on anything. Orlando already clinched second in the East. Toronto already clinched wooden spoon. Duncan McGuire uh, dunked on Michael Bradley with an insane goal. Michael Bradley has joined the coaching staff as well of Bob Bradley in his retirement. Ah, Good old nepotism. Gotta love it. Whoever could have seen that coming. I could. I'm not going to say I could not because I could see it coming. I think we all assumed that was exactly what was going to happen. In fairness. That's that's how he got the Toronto job in the first place, I feel like. They're like, oh, we need a head coach. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Who should we go to? And, And Michael Bradley's like, Hey, I know this really, really cool guy named Bob Bradley. No affiliation. Um, I think he'd be great. I think he'd be great. I'll, I'll give you. A, I'll give him a glowing uh, recommendation letter, and then they hired him. Yeah, I'm glad it worked out for him. They got to spend some time together, and now they get to spend even more time together on someone else's dime. Correct. All right, we are moving over to the West. We have Portland versus Houston. Houston, a surprising away win, 3-1 over Portland. This does keep, I believe, Portland out. I think if Portland had won this, they actually would have made it into the playoffs. This was a win and you're in, and Portland were in some really good form heading into the playoffs, and I had them as a team that could potentially go deep if they made it. And I really did think they were going to make it. They had a couple slip-ups right at the end. But I thought they were going to make it and they were going to cause some issues for teams. Because they've, they've been in good form. They've been a hard team to play against. And Houston just came in there and said, nope, we're not risking it with you. You guys are in too good of form. We don't want you in the playoffs. And they smacked them silly in their home stadium. Got to be a devastating, devastating blow for Portland fans to lose a decision day match at home like that. Those are the worst ones to see. I know. I know when um, Orlando went to Montreal a couple years ago and beat Montreal on decision day in a, in a win in your end game. It was essentially a wild card matchup that that decision day game uh, for both teams. And Montreal fans were not happy. I wouldn't be happy either. In fairness. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. What were you going to say? Oh, I, I forgot. I don't know. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's OK. Hey, I want to talk about instead Another preview, Vancouver versus LAFC. They will play each other again, but minimum three times in a row, potentially four times in a row. 
It was a 1-1 draw. It tells us absolutely nothing. Well, it tells us a little bit, but it tells us very little as to who will win this matchup. If this if this playoff matchup goes to penalties, LAFC already have the mental edge considering Ryan Gold missed two penalties in this game. Right. First one saved, second one, I believe, off the post or off the crossbar. I thought he skied and, it. Did he sky it? I thought okay, he, he skied might have it. Skied it. Yeah. Um, I can't remember exactly, but I know he missed both of them. He sure did. The working so LAFC kind of have, yeah. Uh, LAFC kind of have the mental edge there. Right. When, just don't put Ryan Gold in on PKs. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. Or put him like, I don't know, sixth or something. Right. Even though really he's been put doing all great on pressure. PKs this Yeah. He's been doing great this year, but just not on decision day, apparently. Madness. Well, hey, another win in your end scenario. Kansas City versus Minnesota. Kansas City wins. Keep Minnesota out. Kansas City goes through. They will now play in the wild card match against the Quakes. Honestly, not really leaning one way or the other. Between these two teams, I thought Minnesota had a very good chance. I thought Kansas City had an equally good chance, so I... I can't say that I am shocked to see either result, if I'm being honest. What are the, what's the other result you're referencing? Kansas City winning or Minnesota winning. I could have seen oh, either one happen. Oh, you could have seen it either way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, me too, but SKC getting the win uh, in front of their home fans is huge. To go 10 games unbeaten, or sorry, to go 10 games winless for the first 10 games of the season and still make um, the playoffs is uh, quite an achievement, even though those the playoffs now is down to ninth place. It's still an achievement to climb all the way up to eighth from 14th after not winning a single game in your first 10 games. So props to them. Uh, an insane end or two thirds of the season from SKC. Equally shocked that they made it at all. I thought yeah. it. Ten games in, I thought they were wooden spoon guaranteed. We told them to call it a season. We told them to call it a season, and they said, let's call it a new season, and they went (laughs) out, and they made the playoffs. Yeah, congrats to them. Very well done. Which one is more impressive, Charlotte making the playoffs or Kansas City making the playoffs? Oh, Kansas City by far. 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 I'm going to say Charlotte, just to... Be the counterbalance. Just be devil's Charlotte because they had to face uh, Miami twice, and Miami are just, they have like a spell over the league, but um, not over Charlotte. And, I mean, hey, look, we talked about how the East is a very segmented conference. So to make it in one of those bottom slots means you had to somewhere go win against teams that really displayed that they're the upper half of the table and they did that to end the season they beat miami they tied miami they beat chicago they beat toronto and that's kind of what got them over the line yeah let's not say that beating toronto is anything to write home about though (laughs) yeah fair fair that that should have been almost everyone that's a requirement this season right if you didn't beat toronto in your game and you made the playoffs then what even happened I feel like Toronto's wins came so early in the season. It just, yeah, the wheels fell off very early for them. Uh, we're going to move on, Gavin. We've got St. Louis versus Seattle. St. Louis 
kind of have been on this weird end to the season, if I'm being honest. Gearing up for playoffs. I I take nothing from their last few games. They no. play a very high energy soccer. They are probably just trying to get through these games um, as best they can and then go full blast uh, to go on a run in the playoffs. That's my assumption. It will be interesting to see. I will have more words about St. Louis in the playoffs later. We're going to move on, though. All right. Galaxy versus Dallas. Dallas with a 4-1 win. Uh, Galaxy, you could tell these players were ready to be done with the season. Yes. Yep. That, that's my summary ready to of be the done. match. Didn't even really show up at home on the last day of the season. They really just wanted to get out of there. I think that's a good way to summarize it, yeah. San Jose versus Austin. I mean, Austin weren't going to make it. San Jose did what they needed to do. So does that really... Uh... Does that really hammer home? Was last season really a fluke for Austin? I don't know. I would have said I would have said yes initially, Gavin. But over the season, you've talked me into this idea that Austin were missing the key pieces due to injury and trades that meant that the style of play and the system that they had could not function because there were meaningful differences between this season and last. Yeah. But if you asked me, you know, at the start of the season, I would have said, oh, yeah, no. Total overperformance. So well done, Gavin. You you bullied me enough over the course of an entire 34 match season. <laughs> over the to span of eight months. Fluke. Yeah. Almost eight months to the day. For me to say this on a podcast. So I hope you're proud of yourself. I am. Yeah, they definitely um, They definitely got a lot of things right going into last season. And then going into the season, they got a lot of things wrong. They got a little unlucky. So I don't think it was a fluke. But to go from 12th to 2nd to 12th, wow. Just wow. All right. And then final match, Gavin. Colorado versus Salt Lake. Colorado seeing it out. Happy enough not to get the wooden spoon. Yeah, like whatever. I have nothing to say on this match. Um, Did you see the sign that said this rivalry deserves better? Uh, I didn't, but that's okay, correct. So RSL fans brought a banner. It was small, but some RSL well, how, fans how small are we it. talking? Is this like NYCFC, you know, MLS cup champions banner It's bigger Is than it? that. It's bigger than that. Okay. But not much. Most bigger. things are, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Some RSL fans brought a, a banner that said our rivalry deserves better in relation to Colorado's front office. That's how bad it's getting over there. The rivals are, are saying it. We're all Colorado supporters when it comes to getting into the front office. Very good. Well, Gavin, that was our light speed review of decision day. You want to pivot back to talking about playoffs? The thing we're all excited for. Let's do it. Should we do our predictions? I I would love to do some predictions, Gavin. I would love capital L love to do predictions, which is why I will give you an option. Would you like to start West or East? East. East? That okay. One. Yeah, let's start with the East. All right. Uh, Cincinnati versus the wild card East. I'm taking Cincinnati in that. Yep. And then I'm going to take them all the way into the championship. You have them into the final? I have them into the final. 
I have Cincinnati, and I think I have them going out in the next round. Interesting. I have Cincinnati playing against Philadelphia, so I've taken I've taken Philadelphia over New England, but I have them beating Philadelphia. So I have Cincinnati versus Philadelphia, but I have Philadelphia getting through. Very interesting. A bold prediction. I could see that being a frustrating match for you guys. I could see it being a frustrating match, but it'll be at home. And Cincinnati yeah. at home has been a force. Right. Yep. But these are the. this is where we get into the one-off matches where some things could... Some things change, definitely. Some things change. I yeah. don't think that thing changes against Philadelphia, though. I, okay. They're in Philadelphia's head. Okay. Uh, we're going to drop down to the lower half of the East. Columbus versus Atlanta. I'm actually taking Atlanta, Gavin. I'm also taking Atlanta. Weird. Now I want to. No, I'm not going to change my. Nope, I, nope, I, I think it's. I think it's gonna be Atlanta. I think I Atlanta. Feeling. Yeah. I don't know why, but I'm. I'm taking Atlanta. It's just. I've, I think we just. I think we just want to see Orlando versus Atlanta two, two to three times. Oh, you picked Orlando to win. Yes. Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Well, Orlando versus Nashville, Gavin. You I've chosen. Nashville. No, I've chosen Orlando. I'm not. I'm not. Insane. Oh, okay. <laughs> that might yes. be one of the that might be one of the um I won't lie. That's probably a good upset call. If you're doing a bracket challenge, that might be a good upset pick. Um, what Atlanta? No 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 Nashville. No. I I don't I don't see it. Nashville have gone out with a whimper. Yeah. Um and Orlando are in such good form. I agree. But uh you never know, right? You never yeah. Know. Honestly, I think Atlanta is the better upset pick. Yeah. If you're going to pick an upset. Yeah. Uh, who do you have going on between Orlando and Atlanta? I've got Orlando going to the finals of the conference and then losing to Cincinnati. To Cincinnati. Which so is I what have, I would love to see. I have Orlando losing to Philadelphia. You can't see it, but I'm shaking my head right now. Yeah. I don't know. I, something about Philadelphia. That would be Philadelphia going on the road twice in a row and getting wins that's why i'm not sure of it that's why i'm not totally sure of it hmm. i don't think they go on the road and get a win at cincinnati so but you, you've already picked two wins yeah i'm sticking with it i'm sticking with it philadelphia yeah. make the final out of the east look you, you click the little button you gotta you gotta stand by it now i haven't saved the picks yet that's the thing i'm kind of talking it through i don't like it anymore all right. Well, but I'll then let do you... I want? Do I think Orlando are going to make it out? Are you going to be a homer and pick your own team to make it out? I think you All have right. to. That's right. that's the I'm laws of to. being a fan. I, something about Philadelphia now. That's yeah. Okay. Orlando into the final. Wow. Out of the East. Both there of us are go. homers. Look at We're that. We're just homering it up. Yep. Nice. Okay. But I have you guys going out one uh, one earlier than you do. Well, it's because you're a hater. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You're a homer and a hater. I can't wait to tell you or to shove it in your face when I'm right. Just saying. Dude, I would laugh so hard if Nashville upsets you. <laughs> that would be great. All right. So I have Orlando making the finals. Yes. Uh, let's go to the West. To the West. St. Louis versus the wild card. I've got St. Louis advancing out of that. I have St. Louis as well. If it's SKC, I might reconsider. But you can't. You got to pick without know. knowing because of the That's- bracket challenges. That's the annoying thing. Right. No, the bracket challenge is open past the wild card. 
I'm still sticking with St. Louis. I'll stick with St. Louis, but uh, if it's SKC, I might have I might do a rethink. Okay, but St. Louis. Yep. All right, and then I have them going up against Houston because I've got Houston over RSL. Yeah, RSL have been struggling recently with um, injuries and stuff. So, Houston. agree. And then, who do you have between St. Louis and Houston? I have Houston. I also have Houston. We are just on the same wavelength. Oh my gosh! This is—I don't know what it is about it. This just—it feels like I don't know. Houston just have this weird mentality. There's like a magic about them right now. They're in a, yeah, they're in really good form. Oh really, my gosh! Really it's the form. it's the Ben Olsen redemption arc. Absolutely is. Yep. Okay. All right. We're gonna, latter half of the bracket. LAFC versus Vancouver. I'm taking Vancouver. Oh, this might be controversial. You are you're in a love fest with Vancouver. Can't help it. I can't see Vancouver coming out on top in two two to three games. I can't. So I'm going with LAFC because I did think about choosing Vancouver, but I just I couldn't see them doing it. It was never even a consideration for me. I looked at it and I said Ryan Golden and Brian White are going to show up in these matches. It's gonna they're gonna carry Vancouver out of the first round. All right, Seattle versus Dallas. I've got Seattle. I waffled on this one, but I went with Seattle. Right. And I've got Seattle beating Vancouver. I have Seattle beating LAFC. Okay. Well, who do you, so then we both have Houston, Seattle in the conference finals of the West. Who do you have winning? I went with Seattle. I went with Houston. You went with Houston? So you I have Houston, Houston versus Cincinnati. Yeah. And I went Orlando versus Seattle. And I went with Seattle winning over Orlando. You're ridiculous. I went with Cincinnati, of course. Okay. Okay. Homerism at its finest. You guys are the favorites, so I don't think that's I don't think it's just Homerism. I think it's a fair pick. I I'm gonna be honest, I really considered picking on Houston though to win it. Yeah. It, like if there was something about that team right now, I don't know what it is. Here's I can't the thing that quantify I'm, it. They just make things happen. Houston are in such good form, mm-hmm. but it's yes. like, do you pick on form? Do you pick on form? Like I know Columbus won MLS Cup on form, but like, here's form my thought could go process. Go away in, in a moment. Houston won U.S. Open Cup. And they won it away in Miami. Yeah. And they've had phenomenal home form. So I would expect them to get through RSL on home form because they've been great at home. They'd have to win away in St. Louis. But they've shown they can win away in important matches, in high-pressure matches. Yeah, that's true. I mean, what's more high-pressure than playing in Miami in the U.S. Open Cup? Yeah. Given who's on that team. And the expectations surrounding it. Hey, I might revisit my pick. Which one? (laughs) There's a whole bunch of picks, Gavin. The final. I might pick Orlando. Oh my gosh. Okay, but here's my reasoning now. When was the last time the away team won MLS Cup? I couldn't tell you. Um, Wait, I could tell you when NYCFC won. Against Portland. That's right. Right. In 2021. Which was pretty recently. That was recent. Columbus won it at home in 20. In 2019, LAFC won it 
At home. Right. In 2022, LAFC won it. At home. No, LAFC haven't won it twice. Who won it in 2019? I don't know. You were the one who said they won it in 2019. You're the one rewriting history here, Gavin. Oh my gosh. Who won it in 2019? Did was Seattle it win it in 2019? Was it Seattle or was it Toronto? I thought it Toronto won it at some point there. That was 2017. Oh, yeah, you're right. It was 2017. Maybe it was Seattle. Seattle is when Seattle played against Toronto and won it at home. Oh, my gosh. This is ridiculous. Okay, 2018 was Atlanta. Atlanta won it at home. So history favors the home team. The home team. You're saying yes, and my final has Orlando at home, and so historically I have to go with Orlando. So I'm going with okay. Orlando. Perfect. I think it. I I think what this comes down to, I guess, is we think collectively the two teams that will get out of the East are Cincinnati or Orlando. Agreed. They're the two favorites. And well, no, you don't think that. You think that Philadelphia is going to get. No, because the more I thought about it, I don't think Philadelphia are going to go on the road two games in a row and get past Cincinnati and Orlando. Now, that's if they make it, you know, they imagine Cincinnati the scenes. There. But like they would they, they could face Philadelphia could face could be at home. Right. Columbus could get out of the bracket or Atlanta could get out of the bracket. Um, and they would be at home. But we're saying Cincinnati or Orlando are going to get that far. Uh, the scenes, if they lose to New England, will be incredible. Immaculate. It won't happen, though. No, I don't think it will. All right, I'm going with Orlando. You're going with Cincinnati. Who are collectively assigning yet another championship to the East. Yes, it's been Eastern dominant recently. It has. Which is very Last funny season, because not so much, but yeah, yeah. Everyone always picks on West teams, specifically Seattle and LAFC as favorites every year. Yep, and yet it's been a lot of Eastern dominance in the past number of years. So, and that's the name recognition I think I'm talking about. Seattle and LAFC are associated with success, so they're the easy picks. Just boom. Fair enough. Boom. I accept it. All I right, I'm going to save my picks. I'm going I'm going to screenshot my picks because I don't have the will to log into MLS right now. I'll have to go do this again at some point, but not right now. Gavin, there's something that I would like to talk about still. I recognize we've been recording for quite a while, but there is a very important to me topic that I would like to discuss with you. Okay. On the topic of playoffs, the most important part about the playoffs is of course the playing aspect of it and the most important aspect of playing a game is the time and day of a game so you know when to be there gavin i would like to read to you some of the days that there are playoff matches hit me with them we have saturday october 28th normal saturday people expect that mls has been on saturday all season Only two matches. Then we go to Sunday, October 29th. 6 p.m., 8 p.m., and 10 p.m. Eastern. On a Sunday night, Gavin. And then you go to Monday, October 30th. Where some people will be celebrating Halloween as well on these days, keep in mind. 
7 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern on Monday, October 30th. Now, Gavin, if that were not bad enough, keep in mind, if you will, what's another sport that plays on Sundays and Mondays at about that time? Why, I believe the other football plays on Sundays and Mondays around that time. I'm so annoyed, Gavin. I have to tell you, I'm really annoyed about the I, whoever had the idea. Like, I got sure it's a weekend. It's a nighttime match. It's good up to that point. But from a televised standpoint, why would you try and compete with NFL? It just it doesn't make sense. They had the whole season and the ability to customize whenever these games happened. For the most part, right? There's still other factors at play. But for the most part, you can customize when these games are going to happen. And this is what they came up with. Yikes. I have a very hard time buying in that Sundays and Mondays, as well as Wednesday, November 1st, because there's matches there as well. I like, okay, Wednesday is a normal time, but still it's a playoff match. I don't love it, Gavin. I I have a little bit of it. I just, I complain a little bit about it from a televised standpoint. And honestly, I think families are probably going to skip out on Sunday and Monday matches. Yeah. Oh, I could spend a lot of money to, for it to be a hassle and to go during the middle of the week. Mm, right. Or I could stay home and watch it. That's it's another good con, another good uh, not concept, but another good um, point to consider. There, Gavin, is what is the cost of playoff tickets for some of these teams? And if you were thinking about going to the playoffs, and then suddenly your tickets are I don't know two times as expensive, why would you go on a you know a night when you have other things to do the next day? You wouldn't. That's the thing. Yeah, I mean, you would. Some people will, obviously. Some people will go because of the um, the super fans will go. The diehards will go. Yeah. However, yeah, just because they're super fans, they will they will go. They will go because it's an experience. It's the playoffs. They want to support their team. They want to be at the game. Um, but just at at some point, a lot some fans are going to say it's not worth it. It's not worth it to go for this amount of money and this amount of hassle in the middle of the week on a Monday or a Tuesday. Agree. And they only have a week. They only have a week to kind of prepare for it. So like if you need a babysitter, you only have a week to find one. I also feel bad for the stadium staff because I think most of them did not find out until recently what the schedule was. So now they've got to they've got to find staffing for all this on a relatively short notice. Yeah. Yep. Now they probably, you know, they're probably used to that a bit. I think with stadium staff, I think for some, they like opt in. I could be wrong here, but they like, they can select when they work. Like they opt in and out. And there's like a pool of staff, I think. But for some, it might be like, no, this is your schedule. You're working this game, that sort of thing. Now, Gavin, here's... One thing I do want to note, now that we're, we've gone all negative for a second, from the standpoint of being an MLS sicko, November 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, <laughs> 10, 11, 12, all have matches. I'll take that at least. I mean, it's like 
there's one or two matches on each of those days. And we have Wednesday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. And then we have what? Sunday, Monday, Tuesday? We have, so starting the 4th is a Saturday. So you have a Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, no, Thursday, no, 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 Friday, no. Saturday, Sunday. Yes, that. But I'm saying, sorry, this Wednesday, the 25th, we have two yes. games. This Wednesday, yes. Then we have the 28th, the 29th, the 30th. Yes. And then the And first. then is the next game the 4th? No, the next game is the 1st, November 1st. Oh, we do have a game on that Wednesday. Okay. Right. And then we go to the 4th. And then we go to the fourth. We have a lot of we have a lot of soccer. We have a up. lot of soccer. Okay. I will say again, I I feel for the fans though because Tuesday nine p.m. Eastern time for Nashville versus Orlando City. Granted, it's it's in Nashville, so that's eight p.m. local time. But mm-hmm. if you are an Orlando person and you have kids, your kids probably aren't watching that match. Exactly. So I just yep. It's very interesting the way the scheduling's done. I I love it as a person who will watch strictly on MLS, but I will prioritize MLS over basically every other sport, and I'm probably an outlier in that. So when other sports are on, i.e. NFL on Mondays and Thursdays and Sundays, I'll watch MLS over that, but most people won't. I'll I'll admit it. Most people won't. Yep. I agree. So it's going to be interesting to see the viewing numbers for some of these games. That's for sure. Right. Well, I mean, again, it's on Apple TV and they're, I'm sure, going to talk about the viewing numbers for the ones that are on FS1, but. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's right. We're not going to really have data for the Apple TV ones. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I agree. The schedule could be better. but The schedule could be better. And then, Gavin, you want to continue to complain because you remember how we had all that soccer? We get to Sunday, November 12th, and then we take off two weeks. For the final? And in the middle of the playoffs, we get to the conference semifinals. It's a two-week break from November 12th then to November 25th and 26th because there's an international break. These playoffs are going to feel like they're taking forever. The playoffs will end on December 9th, Gavin. Wow. I'm glad they're taking off for the international break. I think that's correct. I hate it. I hate that personally. I feel like we got to start the season a little earlier. If we want to avoid that international break, like maybe start the season early February, give yourself an extra month. Maybe, but. Here's my thing, Gavin. Think about League's Cup when all those teams that were doing really well took time off and it destroyed the back half of their seasons. Mm-hmm. That's going to happen to some really good teams. Going and, into the conference finals. Yeah, going into, mm-hmm. no, into the conference semifinals. Conference semifinals. Wow. Right. It's not even the conference finals. It's the conference semifinals. So you get through your best of three matches. So we would see... Matchups such as Cincinnati versus Philadelphia, Atlanta versus Orlando after a two-week break. Mm, So if Orlando is in great form and Atlanta limps through the Columbus matchup, and then you have a two-week break, any momentum Orlando had is gone. 
I wish I would have known that before I made my picks, but that's all right. Interesting. We had the chance, Gavin. The, you know. had the internet. I know. I didn't know, though. I didn't know. That's a really good point. Yeah, that's it's going to cause some interesting storylines heading into those matches. And I'm sure we will see some some shock results. And that will definitely be a factor. For sure. Agree. Especially with players who go on to international break. And then oh my gosh, can you imagine? Like they're imagine, going to play an international friendly and then come back and play. What if they come back injured? What if your right, star yeah. player goes to play an international friendly in the middle of playoffs and gets injured? Yeah. And your chances are sunk as a team. I know teams can't really do this, but I would try to hold back players. I would, yeah. Maybe, and I think some players may want to to stay back. Some will want to go, but some will want to stay back, I think. Right, like... Hmm, interesting. Yeah, I I just... I'm so blown away by the impacts this could potentially have. Like, if Blum goes and gets called up for South Africa from St. Louis, Mm -hmm. and then something happens... That would be so rough for St. Louis. Yeah, that would be bad. So hopefully nothing like that happens. Right. But it's a risk that is going to exist now. What's the law where it's – is that Murphy's law where if it can happen, it will happen or something like that? Yeah, something like that or expect the unexpected or whatever. Yeah. It's going to happen to someone now that – It's going to happen to someone. I don't know who yet, but it will happen to someone. All right. Well, Probably that Seattle, if I'm being honest. Probably. Sounds like no a Seattle luck. thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> does that do it for us? Is that everything? I think that, yeah, I guess that Kinda does got, it for we us, got Gavin. Through it. We got through we it. We got through it. We got through it. There's some um, there's some little things I guess we didn't hit on. Vanny Sartini got a new contract. Sure did. Sartini um, in. Can you imagine, Gavin, saw. was it, what, a year and a half ago, two years ago, we were saying Sartini out, and now we're both like firmly Sartini in. Oh yeah, hell yeah, Sartini in. That's our guy. Lifetime contract. <laughs> um, what was the other bit of news I saw? Uh, Sartini has signed a contract. I mean, Bradley retired. Great career. Right. Oh, San San Diego Crest. Right. Bad. T- terrible. Yeah. Um, Chrome is not a color. I could have put that one together if I spent a week trying to design something. And okay. I can't. I can't. Gavin. I can't do design. So, Which do you think is a better logo? San Diego or World Cup 2026? <laughs> oh my God, let me pull that one up. They're both awful. Uh, I can't even find the logo. That's how Maybe bad it is. They're it hiding the internet. it. Yeah. <laughs> Took it off the internet. Uh, if you need a refresher, I, I it was the number 26. 26. <laughs> you I think, think that's the better logo? I think, no, I think that's the worst logo. I oh, think okay. San Diego's is slightly better than that. All right. I I agree with you, but I I love making the comparison. I, I don't like it. Has there yeah. ever been a rebrand before a team is launched? There's about to be one. <laughs> they have two years to fix it. Do they really have that long? 
yeah, they're not, they're not joining next season. It's ridiculous. They join in 25. Okay, yeah, they need to do a rebrand. Yeah. I don't even know. Like, mm. They should have released this as like a like a April Fool's. They should and have then done if people really liked group. it, and then if people really liked it, then they could have been like, ah, it wasn't an April Fool's. We're actually going to go with it. Hey, you, uh, do you remember the press release? It gave some infinite banter to people because the press release says something to the effect of, you know, we are, this crest is about embodying the values of San Diego. You know, we're proud, but not loud. And I'm like, that's not, that's, that's not something you want to say for a sports team where you are trying to be, you know, an imposing, energetic. We're proud, but not loud. Yeah. Right. Wow. That is going to be, um, in their, X replies every single time they lose without fail. Hey, um, and then the other thing I wanted to look at real quick was our, uh, 2024 CONCACAF champions cup. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Teams. That's right. We have a ton of teams in there. I think we're going to have nine when all said and done. FC Cincinnati, Columbus Ooh. crew, Houston, inter Miami, Nashville, Orlando city, Philadelphia Union, St. Louis City SC, and Vancouver. We have nine teams. Yes. There is no way one of these teams is not winning the cup. I mean, there's a way, Gavin. No, it's we're winning again. There is a way. Murphy's like, Law. We, we were what? We were in the final... We were in the final. We won. We were in the final. Now it's time for us to win again. No, no, no. See, Gavin, here's the thing. You just did the pattern. In the final, in the final, won, in the final, which means it's going to have to be in the final. And then we have to wait another year to win. Well, maybe we just need to win another like 20-something years to win. <laughs> yeah, because it was LAFC versus Leon. Leon win. Seattle versus UNAM. Uh, Seattle win. Oh, 2021 was... Mexico only. And then 2020 was when LAFC went and lost. And then 2018, Toronto went and lost. Huh. Okay. We're, we're making the final. Somebody's making the final. We may even have an all MLS final. That would be ridiculous. Would be and awesome. somehow we wouldn't win. <laughs> Disqualifications and the third place team. Whoever would win. Monterey right. again, because why not? That would be very funny. Yeah. All right, now I think we're done. I don't now we're good. seen anything else that I want to talk about. You don't have any don't have any uh anything keeping you up at night, Gavin? Nothing like no. that? I'm not MLS related. Alright, well we can talk about the other things off this recording. Right. Very good. Well, as always, listeners, thank you very much. We appreciate all of you sticking with us all season. It has felt like an absolute haul this season, and we still have five, six more weeks ahead of us. So continue to stick with us. Yeah, can't say enough how much we appreciate you guys. Absolutely. So as always, you can find Gavin on social media at Lions Blog One. You can find the podcast on social media at MLS Now Podcast. You can find me on social media at Mr. Dangerous. Gavin, listeners, till next time. Till next time.